Hello. Hello. Hey, Merlin. How are you doing today? I'm great, Dan. How are you? Oh, just, just fine. I mean, I can't complain. Who would listen, as you say? Yeah. I mean, you could get somebody on Fiverr or, um, oh, a priest. Oh, yeah. Priests legally have to listen to you. If you can find a priest, they have to listen to you for as long as you want to talk, and they're not allowed to tell anyone. Is that a law? Is that a, I mean, how do you... It's a law of God. <laughs> okay. New Testament God. Jeez. <laughs> um, here we are, uh, back in Spain. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. Can you talk about what... Sure. Yeah? Sure, sure. Um, I... Uh, I, I do podcasts, you know, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, if you have any questions, I, I had a funny thing the other day where I, I, I get a little, I don't know, frustrated, annoyed, annoyed, annoyed when email programs use a certain phrase that I popularized and I posted a screen grab uh, of an email app that I like and use, uh, and, and it had that phrase in it. And I made a joke that you would appreciate perhaps yeah. where I said, Oh, this is so Zen. <clears throat> and uh, somebody said, I wish I could get mine like that. And then I thought I was being really funny. I wrote back to the gentleman and I said, um, the name of the app is Mimestream. And sure, I'll, I'll, I'll write something up for you. Right. And then and he said, he said, I could use it. I have trouble uh, doing this. Yeah. And then I, I, I said, I'm, I I'm not sure if this is a bit, but I also have ADHD. And um, I, let's just say I've written a lot about email at a point in my life. Yeah. 45,000 words just on that website. They said, I mean, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Whatever you think it is, it is. <laughs> it's like Zen. Yes. I mean, it, it is what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's a new show on Netflix that's obsessing me and I hate it intensely. It's called Hack My House. Sorry, Hack My Home. Oh, I've heard about this Hack thing. I've heard oh. about that. Oh, you've seen Hack My Home? I haven't watched it, but I know, I mean, I know about it. I heard yeah, about so it. So the premise is, so, I mean, you know, you got Queer Eye. Which used to be called Queer for the Straight Guy, but that was a different show. Right. You get, you get Queer Eye. You get these f five people who are like some kind of Justice League super team with supposed skills, although Anthony's main skill is showing you how to open a can. Um, but anyway, you watch Queer Eye, and it's fun, and they go in, and it's, it's a lot of fun. So this team, this is, this is fun. This is fun now. This is really for a new generation. Same idea. We go find nice, worthy people with tiny, usually crowded houses, not the band. But they and uh, this team goes in, and it's a team of four people. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I said on the internet the other day, it's almost each one of these characters seems like somebody that somebody would do in a in an SNL audition. Oh, yeah. So so there's a lady with the giant glasses who never misses an opportunity to say she went to MIT. She's the one who makes everything robotic. She makes everything move, right? Um, there's a, a really hardworking uh, African American lady who does a lot of the construction stuff. And by the way, just they, they constantly try to find opportunities to use the word hack, not fix, nor change, nor improve, nor it's just all. And then we want to figure out a way that we can hack this, hack your kitchen for you, you know? So this is kind of related to Inbox Zero in the sense that I had a role in making that dumb thing. Oh, yeah. Something people say. Yeah. My favorite, though, is this guy. And there's, there's the there's the there's the, the sassy black guy who's kind of like the, uh, the fashion design, kind of like like Damon from. Uh, 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 what's it called Dragon's Den? What's that show called? A shark. He's kind of like Shark Tank guy meets, you know, uh, Karomo maybe. Mm -hmm. Anyways, mm -hmm. and then there's this guy with big wacky 
hilarious giant glasses. Everybody has very funny glasses. And he's got funny Malcolm Gladwell hair. And I, you instantly can tell this is the kind of guy. I don't know anything about this guy. I'm sure he's a nice person. I, you have to say that. I'm sure he's a nice person, but he's the kind of adult that I've met throughout my adult life who regards themselves as very charming to children. Have you ever met people who regard themselves as very charming to children? Um, I mean, uh, I would think that guy that did wear the sidewalk ends would probably maybe feel that way. Shel Silverstein? Yeah. That grin yeah. that he's got on the back of the... Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Did he do the giving tree? Who did the giving tree? That's him. Oh, that's a good one. He book. did that. <clears throat> I'm just, I'm happy to be a chair. Um, title. 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 Please. Um, but this guy, he's the kind of guy who's like, it's just, I've been joking about this on Twitter because I'm obsessed with this guy. First of all, they, they fucking put everything on pulleys. There's a family where they put all their appliances in the ceiling and it comes down with pulleys. Oh. There's a woman, there's a girl, a teen girl who's like bad. Like a dishwasher comes down on a, on a pulley? No, small appliances, your instant pots oh, and what have okay, you. Okay, yeah, sure. There's a, but there's a lot of putting things on pulleys. He always wants to organize children's rooms so that their, their, their stuffed animals are in bastics, like hanging from pulleys. <laughs> and he's also one of those spray-on stem guys, one of those guys who's like, kids love gears because of science. And like, ugh, it just, just drives me crazy. And then at the end, they're like, we wanted a way to hack your basement. So we made a secret <laughs> bookshelf that right. turns into your office that has a popcorn machine in it. And a, a topic that I felt the need to add to the Rectus document is I, I just, these home makeover shows, the people on them seem so like joyfully un, like detached from what any normal people would ever need. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. I mean, how about this? Okay. Well, can I spoil this entire show for yeah, you? Spoil it. Clean out all the shit that's in the house and paint it white. It's going to look a lot better. Anything looks better if you take out the shit and paint it yeah. white. And then you add pulleys. Yeah. Anyways, it's nice. Um, I've been watching a lot of TV. I don't have anything today but odds and sods. I watched a lot of, uh, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, some of which I think might interest, uh, especially the dads amongst our That's listeners. That's everybody. Everybody's a Everyone's dad. Everyone's a dad here. You're all dads here. <laughs> You're all dads here. Yeah. That's pretty much all of my podcasts, I think. At uh, a certain point, then... can you do anything where you're not a dad? If you are one. I mean, I don't know. We, Dan. And then the other thing is I want to talk about my need to really do something about iOS text editing on iOS. Drafts. Just, just drafts. That's my other thing. Yeah, but it doesn't work with Dropbox. Mm -hmm. um, it's anyway, it's a whole thing. But that's a project. But my, my child's entire life, the, the running bit, one of the running bits... Sort of in the way that, you know, Syracuse would never put the prequels, like, where is, it's like, if the kids discover the prequels, they can watch them, but I'm not going to make them easily available. <laughs> right, you're not going to, you're going to tell them about the, it. The joke in our house has always been there's three and only three Indiana Jones movies. Now, oh, yeah. the truth is, I like, I like two of those three movies very much. Mm -hmm. The second one, I think, is not good. Um, but I think the first and the third one are good. And the fourth one does not exist. Well, the irony is, I'd never seen Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull until this morning. And we watched mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, it does make me think about dads. There's a lot of dad stuff in it. There's there's Shia LaBeouf. You got LaBeouf. LaBeouf. You, did you know Kate Blanchett's in that movie, Dan? Oh, yeah. I'd never seen it, and it's easily the least charming role she's ever had. I think she does what she can with what she has, but it's no aviator. No. Um, <laughs> she was great in Aviator. You, but like the thing is, even if you abandon, or especially if you abandon your children, 
and, and, and you go somewhere. I'm not even just talking about Indiana Jones here. But like with the father thing, there's always the father thing's always hanging there. And I think once you've, be, it's sort of like getting herpes. Where like once Hello? you've got it, yeah, he's treatable, but like it's not going to go away. No. You're dad now. You just need a cream for that. Dad cream. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Have you ever realized that you're a dad? I have a cream for you. All dads can benefit from the use of this cream. All dads matter. <laughs> oh my god. What's our flag? Yeah. It's just the poster for Master and Commander. Um, <laughs> and so, I, what's up with you? What do you? What, 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 that's mine. I've got I've got uh, YouTube videos that I thought were interesting, and um, <clears throat> and uh, and my my, my uh, you know the, the the text editor quest is is kind of the thing the thing we talk about. But I don't know if that's interesting. What's up with I you? I think that's interesting. I think people would like to hear that here. I think you were talking to the what right crowd. What about you? What about me? What about you? No, what about Dad. You? What about you? What about the Breakfast you? Club uh, reference for you? Very overrated movie. I don't know. I kind of liked it when I was in high school. I know. I sure everybody <laughs> did. It seemed really deep at the time. It was like The Graduate for children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still I'm still trying to figure out this panel thing. Hear all the reverb in here? You hear all the reverb? It's bugging me. Do you hear it's it? It's a slap back. You hear I it? Do. I, you know what I really like? My favorite part of the, one of my favorite parts of The Graduate. I love so many things about The Graduate. One of my, I love the, the noise that Benjamin just makes sometimes because it's like a noise I make. <laughs> like when Mrs. Robinson is making him a drink and he goes, hmm. <laughs> It's very funny. <clears> to have me. you modeled yourself? In 1968, after him. modeled. I, I'm, I'm modeled in some mm -hmm. ways. You know, she got a cream. Uh, but no, that's good. You know what I like? I like, um, I'll say it. I like 16 candles <laughs> of the two. You prefer that one. <clears throat> Let's see. So we're talking about John Hughes, John, John Hughes, right? It's like inevitably we always wind up talking about John, uh, John Hughes. Hughes also did, did he, wait, I get confused because Christopher Columbus discovered America mm -hmm. and then who is Chris Columbus? The guy who did, he did two Harry Potters and what was his other famous thing? Like who did, who did home alone? That's, that's John Hughes, right? Is that John Hughes? Um, it's not John Landis. Is it Chris Columbus? I'm looking, I'm looking it up. No, I'm not. Uh, Home Alone. Chris Columbus. There you go. That was it. Mm -hmm. Okay. I concatenate this in my head a little I bit. I understand. Uh, I think of the John Hughes movies, I think Ferris Bueller is probably the best. And I think, I think um, 16 Candles is in some ways the most John Hughes. You could make I that case that. for Vacation, because I knew about Vacation before as a movie. When I was a <laughs> weird teenager, I read National Lampoon. Me and too. And the story, yeah, the story My mom let became, me subscribe to that for some reason. Why would she do that? It was that? funny, and it had occasional boobs. Um, You're telling me. And uh, had Sam Gross comics. Mm -hmm. Frog legs. Mm -hmm. It's beeping outside. I don't know if you can oh, hear it. Oh, I hear it. Uh, no, I think, his, I think his movies can be a lot of fun. I mean, Breakfast Club's fine. It's It's... To use an old word of yours, it's it's kind of ponderous in some ways. I haven't watched it in a long time. No. But it meant a lot to a lot of people who are just slightly younger than me. I think it came out the year I graduated, probably 85. Because I'm pretty sure Ferris Bueller was 86. And I, I, I think Ferris Bueller's a triumph. I'm looking, I'm looking for the year. You say 86, you're right. You're right, yeah. 86. Because it had uh, the scene in his room after he's been faking being sick, no spoilers, he plays um, um, Love Missile F-111, which was very popular in 1986. Mm. Remember when, he, when he's fixing his uh, equalizer? He does a very inefficient equalizer setting, if memory serves. He basically just he turns it into an AM radio. I think he turns his mids, his high mids up really high. 
And he's got like a nice, he's got like a Macintosh or a Nakamichi. He has like a nice stereo. Maybe not as nice as Cameron. Let yeah, I think Cameron, Cameron, Cameron had it. Cameron had it all. It seemed like he had it all. He had that cool phone. He had like a Billy Joel glass house. I wonder what he'd have today. What would his setup would be like today? Cameron. Oh man, I wonder if Mia Sarah's still around. She has such cute knees. Are you thinking reboot? I'm thinking reboot. No, I don't think that movie ever needs anything. No, no, not reboot. Sorry, but like you know, it would be kind of fun to at least do something like for charity, where like you do get those three together again. And Ed Rooney, you know. Did he die? Didn't he die? No, no, he had a little dust up, culturally. What happened? I don't remember this. I don't want to talk about right. it. <clears throat> but it was after his dust up that I was waiting to cross Mission Street, uh, right by the garage across from the Westfield that's closing, and um, and he was standing right next to me at a stoplight. I told you this story. And it was after he'd had his dust up. And I said, you know what I said well, to him? What'd you say? I said what I always say. I said, hey, I really enjoy your work. And he seemed kind of relieved a little bit. And I said, especially on Deadwood. I was like, you're so good on Deadwood. But I love you and Ferris Bueller. And I, I really thank you for all for your work. I really appreciate it. And then we moved on. That, which is exactly what you should say to somebody. That's what I said to Tom Hulse. I told you about my missed opportunity time. with Mark Mothersbaugh. <clears throat> So I'm in right. LA. I was, in, I was in LAX. Yep, yep, yep. And we were flying back to Austin, I think. And he rolled in in a just just in case you doubted that he was Mark Mothersbaugh. He rolled in. <laughs> was he in like a pod, like a floating pod? Or something? <laughs> Almost. He had a fluorescent orange Devo shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. and because um, he's had a whole career. Yeah. Like he, he's not just the Devo no. guy. Like he did all, he did Rushmore for God's sake. He's done everything. He's unstoppable. The guy can do anything. So he was there and I, 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 um, you know, like there's not a lot of people that I feel, and I'm not talking like, you know, like if they're like an opportunity comes along and you're like, holy shit. For me, that might be like, like Rich, like a weird one would be like Richard Thompson, like somebody who is a very well-known beloved character, but isn't like Taylor Swift. Exactly. Yes, exactly right. This is the one chance I'm going to have to say, thank you for your work. That's right. And I, so what happened? Were you waiting at the terminal? We were sitting at the terminal, you know, and. I don't, I don't like waiting for what, and if it was, oh, so that's a pretty okay sized flight. The smaller terminals for the smaller flights are pretty unpleasant at LA. Like yeah. LAX. Now LAX as a whole is one of those big favorite. circles like Newark. Ugh. So I, I'm sitting there and he sits down, he sits down like th- a foot away from me. He's right next to me, basically in the chair next to me. And I'm, I'm like, no, like I can't, I can't, I couldn't say anything to him. I couldn't say anything to him yeah. because I didn't want to bother, I didn't want to bother him. And I, I realized because like for me, Mark Mothersbaugh and his music, that was like, as a kid mm-hmm. growing up, that was my... Well, everybody's got those skeleton key bands. Yeah. Beatles for a lot of people. But there's those bands where you're like, it unlocks something for right. me to REM. But like one of those bands where you're like, oh, this opened up this world for me, right? 100%. And I was like, there's just no way that I can... Like I knew immediately I would become like that guy. I'd be like, I love all your stuff. Oh my God, I the first listen to your first album when I was 11 years old was the first vinyl I ever bought. And then like, I, you know, like I didn't want to become uh-huh. that. Yeah, so I just yeah, said nothing yeah. and regretted it the rest of my life instead. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, that's... I mean, that's what friends are for. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. You know what I'm saying? That's what you do. That's it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I always try to... There's To me, it's like impossibly complex... 
Well, it's an impossibly complex mix of things to consider. You mean when you're approaching someone that you idolize? Well, yeah, I mean, there's the omnipresent, like, like don't be a jerk with somebody. Right. Like, if they're with their family. Yeah, yeah their family. He didn't have his family. He had other, the other band well, guys. But, like, that's still, still, there's not, you don't have a, one does not have a right. No. Just because it's, it's the ba- this basic stochastic relationship yeah. that we have with celebrities or what do they call it? Para relationships or whatever, where it's like, I know. Like, oh, so I know we what you mean. Ter- yeah, we just watched this terrible fucking movie. What, mo- and it's what got movie John Hurt, is it? Uh, Crystal Skull. Oh, that one. You're still not talking about that one. <laughs> well, no, I want to mention it because it's got for, the, a good example. This for me would be John Hurt. And I didn't realize John Hurt's in that. But John Hurt's been in. What hasn't he been he's in? Been in he's mean, been in Avengers movies, for crying out loud. I, I think it's William Hurt. It's the same guy. You're thinking Professor Hobby. Yeah, it's one guy. Okay. William Hurt. Who's Hurt. the other one? Everybody Hurts. <laughs> Who's the other Everybody one? Everybody William Hurts. John Hurt was the guy That's a different in Midnight guy. Express and John Hurt was the guy in Midnight Express and Alien. John, I'm gonna have to look. And up. he was also the War Doctor in Day of the Doctor. William Hurt was in Kiss of the Spider Woman and Broadcast News, and he was also Professor Hobbs. Oh, John Hurt, he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. But that's an example. That's one where it's like to, from. Uh, I forgot my point. Now you got me all all confused. I'm sorry. <clears throat> that's fine. But like, he's one of those guys, one of those English actors that like just he does the work. He's he British. He's great. He's great in The Elephant Man. Oh, my God. He's so good in The Elephant Who Man. Who did he play in that? He played The Elephant no, Man. No, he did not. John Hurt did that. That's who I'm talking about. You're talking about William Hurt. You're talking about William he's Hurt. He's a great For actor. For reasons that are utterly... I, I can't understand why you keep talking about William Hurt. He's Professor Hobby. Was that an AI, Bicentennial Man? What was he He in? was in AI. He was in Altered States. He was in Altered States. Yes, as the monkey He's man. like the bizarro world fly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He was cute as Gina Davis. She was cute. Bizarro world. <clears throat> Why? Oh, oh, thank you for that. Been, I'm still getting rid of my mucus. Oh, we yeah, should all talk about Wolverine. Oh, um, we need to and, talk about it. Did you see what I sent you yesterday? I'm sure you yes, saw it. Yes, I did. I, I, don't, I don't click things people send me. You don't have to click it. it. It's just an image. No, but like, okay, but then like, what am I going to say? Yeah, it's a photo. Like, people send me Wasn't things. it funny, I, though? I didn't, I didn't click you, it. You don't it have to like click it. You just look at it. Yeah, one short, one's tall. So what? I can't see it. I'm on my Mac. It's all little. He looks little in one of these. He looks the point the is they were adjusting it for proper height according to the comics. The first is the well, real life shot. Uh, or the second is the real life shot. The first one is what it would be like if he was really the, the height he is in the comics. He's like all Canadians. He's like a big puck. <laughs> now, puck's a little guy. He's, super, he's well, a very he's a little, little person, I think is a term. He's a little, he's puck. He's Canadian, right? What's he in? Alpha uh, Flight. Uh, 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 oh, yeah. I thought I was going to say X, not X-Force. Alpha Flight. Well done. And is Danny Moonstar in that? No, she's a new mutant. Sasquatch is in that. The, the titular Sasquatch? Yeah. Well, it's huh. this, yes. Is that like a Wendigo? Yes. Because that, that's another X-Men thing, I think. I was never heard it as Wendigo. There's this guy I used to know who I didn't like. And I kind of went on my way to try and like forget what his name was. And, um, and whenever I had to refer to him, um, <laughs> who's the guy in the Savage Lands with the, uh, with the, uh, with the, with, where's like a leopard skin? What's his name? Like Kraken? Craven. Craven. Yeah. So I just used to call him <clears> Craven. Craven. Craven's a good name for, for somebody. Like yeah. Craven with a K. K's, K's are funny. Um, we'll talk about Wolverine. Dad, you can't take out the dad. John Hurt is very good. And I, Here's the thing I try to weigh, though. There's all those endless factors of, like, you know, well, first of all, like, if you don't want to be recognized, 
maybe don't wear an orange Devo shirt to the Los Angeles airport. You know, I mean, I, that's what other people have said. They're like, he was he was broadcasting who he was. He wouldn't have minded. You should you should have confused him. You should you should have said, hey, aren't you? They might be giants. That would have been funny. That's another guy. I, I don't know. I, I would feel much more comfortable going up to the Johns and saying, hey, I yeah. love, love your stuff. They're probably pretty used to that. Yeah. But I feel like Mark um, is like in another level. Because he's done... But you also got to remember how old he is. He's old and he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio. <laughs> he's got to be 70. He's from uh, Toledo, I think, or Akron. No, he's older than that. Hmm. Hmm. Um, Do you want to take a guess on his age? I did. I just you said did, 70? He's 73. Oh, it's rounds down in Ohio. <laughs> it, it does round down. Yeah. It's Akron, man. Those those wheels just keep on turning. Yeah. Proud mother's ball keep on burning. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but here's the thing I know is that it means a lot to me when people say something nice to me. Yeah. And it's for me, that's like a once once a month right. thing nowadays. Sure. But it still really is. It's And so like that's why I try to think about is there a way I can do this that would be respectful? Because at the end of the day is what? I want to get my nut. Like, oh, I want my special thing. Right. I want my interaction. Yeah, that's what you like want. End of the day, to Yola. you got to get what's yeah. yours. I did the same thing with Yola Tango. You get what's coming yeah. to you. I'll, I'll see to that. that. I'll see to that. Yeah. yeah. I was in Austin, where you live. And <laughs> when? I was waiting for... Huh? When? I didn't see you. Oh. Uh, I was looking around, too. Grackles. Barbecue. <laughs> uh-huh. Belt buckles. <laughs> no. <laughs> Acoustic guitars. Yes. Yes. yes, it's like Nashville for not success. <laughs> Burpeder, we got tacos and grackles. Look up on them lines. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that a grackle? No, them are tacos. <laughs> and uh, and I introduced myself to to the members of Yellow Tango. Not introduced. I said, hey, I really enjoy your work. And they said, they said thanks. And then now, see now that I, I crossed the line in a way because they they seemed very quiet. yeah. Georgia and Ira seemed very yeah. They like quiet. to chill out. Yeah, let's talk about fucking they like old. To relax. Fucking, They're fucking, at the fucking, point, Merlin, where they just. Oh, sorry, I cussed on your show, Dan. I'm sorry. You've done like ten times. I don't edit this. Not this show. I don't. Not this I episode. Yeah, you did like ten times. You so wanted far. this to be a show where a 15 year old kid could be listening to it. Not my. Well, kid, now that I have but, a 15 year old, I know what they talk like, so I don't care about censoring it anymore. Oh yeah, it's always see this and v that. If anyone is foolish enough to play this for their children at this point, it's their fault. Oh. Yeah. Which well, so y'all know, I disagree with what Dan just mm-hmm. said, but that's okay. It's his show. <laughs> right. I, uh, I don't know. I sometimes think, and that's why with the Jeffrey Jones incident and the Guyana like tragedy I, thing. Yeah. With the Jeffrey Jones thing. That's why I felt especially good saying Deadwood because mm. he is great on Deadwood. You know, Jeffrey Jones. He said he fears that his Valtre is, is broken beyond repair. Deadwood's very good. Oh, I just started watching Justified. Rewatching too. Uh, Deadwood right now, actually, with my son. I watched season one um, a month or so ago. Oh, isn't it tremendous? The one thing that I was talking to him about that it really... Season one. Yeah, yes. season one. That, that okay. really, really strikes me is that unlike so many TV shows, in fact, even almost... I, I'll go and say all of them. Almost every TV show I can think of. In season one, the characters are like brand new. They're like, they're new. And they're like evolving over the course of the show until by the episode, by season three, they're like a completely different character than they were in season one. Never happens <laughs> in Deadwood. They all begin the show, although they do change and evolve as, as quote unquote people. They are fully right. formed in episode one. I think, I think I know. It's a similar thing. I'm sorry formed. to bring up the you know i was bringing up the wire but the wire is another one where like you watch that and like al swearingen is really he really is a jerk but there are elements about 
elsewhere in Jin where you like you understand his reasoning yeah. or you feel for him. Right. There's not that as many horrible people as are on that show. There aren't that many people you feel nothing for. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think of other, like E.B. Farnham. Like he's such a he's such a flawed person, <laughs> but he's uh, he's so endlessly in Mr. Farnham's absurd restaurant. Uh, or or uh, the guy with the the guy with the antler, his uh, his assistant, the guy with the beard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. He like worships the antler. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot he's about so, that. He's so funny. He keeps like he gets up on the stairs and he'll like pray. Yeah. And it has something to do with the antler and not Mrs. Isringhausen, but uh, Molly Parker's character. Oh, so good. And then you get oh god, you got Calamity Jane. She's Shame amazing. Christmas. When I and like Charlie, I like what's Charlie cool. Oda. Is Charlie Oda. I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to myself. I'll be like. These are based on real people. These people yes, really yeah. were there all together at the same time. Like that's real. I think How that cool arc that? from the beginning, there's a, there's an arc that I, I, I would encourage people to watch that. I think it's very good. But one of the people in town with Charlie Otter and Calamity Jane is uh, Wild Bill Hickok. Mm-hmm. And there's an arc over the first episode, the introduction of that character. And that, that's a very, very good first. Don't look episode. like I want to infect. Don't look like it wants to infect. <laughs> Is it true that <laughs> I just eat you on its own fucking merit? Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> you better help me with my fall. <laughs> Give my son my boots. Um, Can you imagine that a guy is hat? That's all. You got salt. He's hanging. And and you got a. You got a. You got a hat. You got to crack somebody's him. neck. Ugh. That's how you. Get, that's your exit interview. Mm. Otherwise, that 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 guy, you know, just because he's. You know, liquored up on payday. Mm. But, uh, and then the way it ends where they like have a little mission with Wild Bill and those two become friends and those whatever, you know what I'm I talking know, about, exactly what happens what over maybe four episodes. Now, did you remember that that, that one guy, so you, you've seen season one, mm. you've seen season two before, I've right? seen it, uh, I think this is my third or fourth watch. Right, there. but you know there's a guy on there that plays two completely different, like in one case kind of seemingly minor character and then you know the guy the the, the, the guy who uh with wild bill and he wants because i'm not impressed remember that guy with the weird eye <laughs> yeah the yeah and in the second season he's the guy who works for hearst you wait he's the guy oh that's right the, yeah they brought he him comes back. back he's a completely different more he's also character. in um the coen brothers movie um <clears throat> with tommy lee jones i'm just why am i not remembering there will be blood no. Wait. No uh, country I, I for old men. I've no country him. for old men. He is the deputy. He's stuff. a deputy. Oh, no kidding. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, I, yeah okay. I, yeah. Um, but that's a really, oh, God. Can I do my, can I do my Go monologue? Ahead, See if I can still do it off the dome now that I'm cursing? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. I may have fucked my life up flatter and hammered shit, but I sit before, stand before you today. Oh, fuck. What's, what's Ellsworth say? He says, remember? <laughs> It leaves the bottle. Keep your own count. I oh, love yeah. Ellsworth. Then Ellsworth has Ellsworth has an evolution. That little roundhead girl. She has a, uh, you know. And then and then my wife watched the movie recently. She said it was okay. Have you seen the movie? No. Oh, you got to see it. Well, it I mean, like on the up. whole point, like after after William and the wife arrive, and oh my god, that amazing episode with the bicycle and mm-hmm. everything. It's such a good episode, and it's just so crushing. Oh, you know who that is? You know who the wife is, right? Hmm. The wife, uh, Mrs. Um, Bullock, mm. who's usually referred to as Mrs. Bullock, she's uh, Skyler on Breaking Bad. Oh, that's right. She is, isn't she? 
Isn't that She's wild? She's a great actress. And then, and then you get Sarah What's-Her-Head as Mrs. Isringhausen, mm. who you can tell is a bad penny. Mm-hmm. What's her name? She's the one who's married to the woman from Bosom Buddies. Do you know about that? Mm, no. Sarah Paulson is married to the woman from Bosom Buddies. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to see this couple. They are the cutest. Do you oh, remember on Bosom Buddies? No, there's I the woman who ran who the you're agency. Talking about Holland Taylor. I don't remember her name. Holland she Taylor. has one of the Holland Taylor. Yeah, they're a couple. Oh, my God. that's nice. I can I can see that. Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah she I wasn't. Think... Look at her. She needs to say no to Ryan Murphy more often, but that's really all I have to say about it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't like Ratchet. Um, uh, you got you got anything? What time is it? I don't even know. Where are we? It's noon. I, I had COVID. So, that's what anyway, I wanted to now, talk. I didn't know if you were going to... Why? I don't want to talk about that. That's what could be more boring than talking about that. A lot of things. I think it's because it was... Well, yeah. okay. I mean, I, I will just... I will stipulate that I don't think it's interesting to talk about my COVID, but, but if you would like to talk about I, it, I will I talk would. about it. Okay. Because I had it twice, two or three, I don't know, three times, two times for sure. And this was your yeah. first to deciding to get it. <laughs> well, I would like to, I would like to hope it's my only. Mm -hmm. I've made it this far. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, how did you feel? Say? I mean, what were your symptoms? How are you I doing COVID. now? It sucked. Yeah. Did you have fun. a fever? <laughs> I mean, is this, is this probative? No, I'm just, it's, it's legitimately interesting to me. I want to know what happened. <sighs> Okay, I will talk about myself. Uh, yes. The other two members of my household tested positive before me, and then something like five days later, I tested mm. positive. And it's, it's, I mean, for myself, it was just, and this is so different for everybody. My wife was pretty wrecked. We went to the emergency room twice. Oh, no. Yeah, which was not fun while you got COVID. Um, but uh, she's, she was real bad, and she's doing better now. Good. Uh, my kids... Great. I think testing negative officially, but you know, you, you don't test negative even after it's like gone. Right. I don't, it's hard to explain, but anyway, the kid's fine and back to work and everything. So, uh, yeah, but I was really, I was, first of all, I was kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I I'd sort of made my peace with the fact that if two people in my house have it, I'm going to get it. There's only so much you There's can do. There's only so and, much, yeah. Yeah. And I got, and I, I was... I don't know, in my opinion, heavily needed. So, like, it wasn't like I could just go sleep at the mm -hmm. office. Like, I did a lot of the, you know, stuff uh, around the house and helping the others. So uh, they needed, you know, care. And um, so I was very fortunate in that sense that it didn't arrive for a few days. And I did get it. <clears throat> and um, I, I'm not, this is not a flex. It's not anything. I'm bummed that I lose my Novid, like, a sense of imperious superiority. <laughs> yeah. I'm so bummed that I don't have that anymore. Yeah. I love being snooty. It's like, it's come so naturally to me. <laughs> right. You know, every, every poor kid eventually turns into a snooty person. No. Uh, and so, uh, it has been so pound for pound, so mild. It's basically since I started having, it's just been, you know, the kind of, you know, symptoms that you get, you know, snot, and stuff but no i mean it's been like uh i had like five four days of feeling like i'm getting over a cold you know the feeling of getting over a cold where like you do the, all the coughing and everything right and you think you know with a cold it's gonna go away in a couple of days but with this it just sticks around yeah i mean i've tried to go easy on myself and everybody and I, it helps that i already have a, an omnibus project in place which is you know just calm down and rest more mm -hmm. like stop acting like you're trying to win some butch guy you're competition not 25 anymore merlin 
but I mean, even if I were, that's the point, Dan, is that like we have this culture, whether it's hustle culture mm. or whatever it is, the, the culture that I used to see in my former career of people puffing themselves up to look really infallible and yelling at everybody. And we're also hard on ourselves. We're also hard on others. And we're constantly judging everybody mm -hmm. about stuff that doesn't matter. And it's like, who the hell do I want to win that contest? Do I want to win the I don't seem old contest? Right. I don't care. Like, I really, it's fun. Like, haha, that's fun. But like, again, so many people in my life, I wish got to be older. Mm. And uh, I, I'm not a health nut by any stretch of the imagination. I'm nuts about other things. But, you know, um, I I feel very fortunate that it did not affect me a lot. I don't, I don't, I don't think I've, I haven't lost my sense of smell. Good. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it it sucks. And yeah, I just think about like as, as sick as my wife was, and as like as emergency room, you know, needing as she was. I'm still glad that it wasn't like the stories you'd hear about in you know spring of 2020 about people doubled over and can't breathe. Oh like, so, but of course now I ha I get to go through what everybody else has gone through. The normal people have gone. You've gone through twice. Which is like, oh, I wonder what it was. Which strain was mm -hmm. it? And how did I get yeah. it? And bought it about Yeah, where it come from, like, how to get it, and all that. Yeah, I figured my kid got it before we flew to New York. Um, he is convinced he got it, quote, on the plane. That does not line up in the chronology in my mm -hmm. head. But, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got it from my family. <laughs> but well, that's, yeah. that's what they're for. That's, that's know? what that's the gift that keeps giving, et cetera. It's, they're a sponge. I'm a checkbook. <laughs> Buck, buck. Did you have anything to tell me about that you I'd like? like to tell you about Squarespace. Squarespace. Squarespace, it's the only yeah. one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. It's going to help you stand out by making a beautiful website. It's going to help you engage with, with your audience. And you can even sell stuff, products, content you create, even your time. And the thing that Squarespace does is it makes all of this so easy. I'm not talking about writing code. There's no code. It's dragging and dropping and moving little sliders around. It's so amazing to me that you can create all of this content and then after a month, a week, a year, whatever, you're like, you know what? I want to change the entire look and feel this entire website and I'm going to do it with about three clicks and it's just Or you done. want to tweak something or fix a typo. Done. It's like tick, tick, tick. You do this thing and your pops your uncle, man. That's right. Big, small, whatever it is, it's Squarespace. It's Squarespace. They've been doing this, I think, for at least a couple months. Mm-hmm. Making uh, people's lives easier. Just the holidays, building probably. Websites. But that's the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. thing. It's like I see this all the time, and I, I was guilty of this before in the earlier part of my career when we didn't have tools like Squarespace, where you're building something and you build it. Well, And for me, it was always like a web application because that's, like, that's what I know how to do. But for other people, you might be making a, a you know, I don't know, maybe you're making a special sneakers. You're going to be selling sneakers. Maybe right. you just want to sell your time. Maybe you're a, a contractor of some kind. Sell so your tie? Photographer. Oh, time. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're, you're a photographer. You want to go out there and book appointments. You cut hair. You have a restaurant or whatever. People will get so caught up in the making of the website that that actually takes them away from focusing on the thing that they're really good at, the thing they're it's an attractive. It really is an attractive nuisance. I like that phrase. No, because it feels like, well, that's what they, I think that's what they call it in law, where you're like, you, you can't have this thing that kids are going to want to play on that's made out of nuclear waste. I think the phrase they use in law is it's an attractive nuisance. Hmm. And the problem is, if you're like me and you have my kind of ADHD, like you can find yourself unusually wrapped up in something 
and and get really sort of invested, going down a rabbit hole, as some people say. Mm. Instead, where it's more difficult to like catch yourself and go like, well, that's really not what I'm here for today. Right. When I go to sleep, it's time to sleep. When I sell my neckties, it's time to sell neckties. That's right. And like, it's not time to go tweak a website. No. But you, this is this. They would have put us out of work, Dan. Put us out of work. I'd have had they no were career. nice to wait as long as they did to make the the Squarespace. I think it was kind of them. Yes. And they have Full great staff. customer support, 24-7 customer support. They've got built-in <laughs> things like SEO. Like, you don't think about that being important, but it's, like, really important, SEO, the way that works. It's really important. You can customize everything. A lot everything. of people selling neckties. You want to rise to the top. Got e-commerce. You got it all. I just am so impressed with what these guys have done over the years and how they've been our longest supporter, our best supporter. So if you want to support them and support what we do, please go to squarespace.com slash it's your show. Squarespace.com slash it's your show. You'll get a free trial when you're ready to launch or buy a domain. You can use the offer code, it's your show. You'll get 10% off your first purchase of the website or the domain. And, uh, and that's it. So thanks again to Squarespace for making this show possible. Merlin Man. Thank you, Squarespace. Buck, buck. <clears throat> now, quick, quick touch on you. So this has been going around. Mm. I got a couple things to say about this. Mm. Um, our, in our household, especially two of us, love Deadpool. Love the comics, love the movies. I'm especially a very ardent fan of the first Deadpool movie. Um, boy, you know though it is kind of fun to spring that that very bad Wolverine movie on your kid who oh, likes Deadpool. Yeah, remember how Deadpool's in that? Yeah, but horrible. Do you remember what happens? Remember the third yes, act? Yes, I It's not good. Vividly. <clears throat> but I'm. I was. Uh, you sent me a photograph here, and my kid sent me this a similar photograph of uh, stuff from the shooting of Deadpool 3 mm. and you see Deadpool and Wolverine mm -hmm. and there's uh, where do you begin to talk about this to a normal person <sighs> I don't know normal per people even I don't know that's a good question well, like there's there's so much to enjoy about this because like for example and I'm gonna it's gonna this is gonna get a little thick for a minute but bear with me one of my all as I said this so many times I think it's Rick Remender and Jerome Opeña did the Uncanny X-Force oh yeah series and it's a version with and so for y'all you, you all have probably heard of x-men you got x-men which is you know there's mutants in the world right. and then some mutants become students at charles xavier's uh school for gifted youngsters mm -hmm. yeah and so they you know being x-men what is x-men x-men is like that's the like they do superhero stuff right. they get special training but like there's still lots of you know other mutants out there yeah they're, but, they're just hanging out they're just going to work or whatever but also x-men like say avengers like you know they're the, they're the good guys mostly but all what you need to know is there's sometimes there's stuff that needs to be done that you can't tell scott about like you, there's stuff that needs to be done the cyclops doesn't need to know he would say right? no if he did uh, find out about it i think he would and so you need something they came up with something called x-force right little secret and x-force is like their black bag cia yeah. like black ops group right and this there's been different versions of this but the one i recommend i can i don't know if i'll find it for notes but it's uh, it's a really fun plot. It's a really fun Marvel story. Yeah, involves apocalypse, and it's um, Deadpool, Wolverine, Psylocke, um, uh, Warren, Angel. Is that what he's called? Yeah, Angel with the wings. Yeah, Warren, and and also is it EVA the guy who is himself and his spaceship, and he's oh. a his spaceship is his lover. <laughs> yeah, remember that guy? Yeah. And the art, the pencil, and the pencil where all of the art is incredible. The pencils are incredible. The inks are incredible. 
the coloring is amazing. But, you know, let's just say that, like, through all kinds of, through years and years and years of X-Men, the, the whole thing about Project X is a retcon. You can read the terrifying Barry Windsor Smith series about that. But, you know, there's the, the retcon is that, spoilers, I guess, Deadpool and Wolverine are both the product of this pretty dark project to make people into mutants mm -hmm. with special powers, right? Mm -hmm. And they have this hilarious relationship in so many different, it's not one time, it's not one series, it's not one arc. They're always rubbing up against each other. And because of Deadpool and how he is, and the fact that he has his voices have voices in their own head, he's completely crazy. And Deadpool's always like annoying Wolverine, right? Fair to say? Yeah, always. And it's very funny. Now here's the other thing. Apparently, and it's hard to tell with actors, apparently the two of them, the two actors who play them in these movies are actually pretty good friends. It seems they would seem that way, that they like well, each other. Well, the bit is very funny and obviously sort of consensual, but even in the, the, the first Deadpool movie, he talks, he makes a joke about Wolverine in that, and there's constant jokes about, this is back in the day when they couldn't use, um, they had to use only stuff Fox had licensing to do, right? Yeah. So he couldn't, so they could only have Colossus and Teenage Negasonic Warhead in it. Anyways, there's that. That's real, that it's fun. So seeing a, a photo of the two of them in costume together is really, really fun. Okay. Here's another it feels thing. like something we've been waiting for for a long time. It's not the brown suit. No. That would be too far back, yeah. but it is the yellow it's suit. It's the yellow suit. Finally, we get like the yellow suit. And then my kid says, has been saying for two days, how come he doesn't have his sleeves ripped off? You ready for another layer? Mm -hmm. Another layer, supposedly, according to my son, that the Logan, or the Logan actor, the guy has a Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman has, a, has had skin cancer and has a great sensitivity to sun, mm. and so they couldn't make him sleeveless. I didn't know that. Couldn't you do that with CG? I heard this movie's being done. They're, shooting, they're taking like six weeks to shoot this thing. It's a very low budget, like some kind of like, I have not fought. Because, you know, I don't read about things. I don't click things. I don't read things. If I'm going to see it, I don't need to know about it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, something happens. And I, I think it's mostly a buddy movie, which is fine. I hope it's a buddy movie. Oh, my God. Um, you've seen Pete Holmes's X-Men series, right? I think we talked about this before. Yeah, I hope it's still yes. up. It's been up and down. Pete Holmes, the very funny comedian, does a series called X-Men, as in EX-Men, where he plays Professor Xavier. And this is such, this is only going to be funny if you're a nerd. He interviews, it's, it's basically, the bit is Wolverine, Jean Grey, Gambit, Rogue, Jubilee, very famously Nightcrawler. It's Professor X firing different X-Men <laughs> and telling them why. <laughs> and it's really funny, That's and good. it's got some faces you'll recognize. Thomas Middleditch uh, plays Gambit and Nightcrawler. And the, uh, the guy from, uh, the guy from is it Silicon Valley plays Wolverine. He's really funny. But Logan, your whole body is made out of a substance that our, our greatest opponent controls. Do you know what that is? <laughs> that's, that's right, Logan, metal. <laughs> I think I have seen this. I love Gambit. And what, what do you do, Gambit? You take, you take cards and, and you, you throw them? Yeah, yeah, I throw them. I throw them really hard. What if you run out of cards? I could throw anything, like, like a greeting card. They're very funny. Um, I think I can put this into notes. I will do that. 
I'm excited, Dan, and I don't know anything about it, as you can tell. Is there anything you can tell me about this movie that won't spoil it for me? Um, I, I've heard that it, this movie, people, people who seem to know about it are saying that this is the actual, <clears throat> excuse me, this is the actual like multiverse movie, the way that the Doctor Strange multiverse of madness, the way that oh, people hoped it would be, that this is kind of the like ultimate, we're going to get a version of we're going to get all the different, this is not a spoiler because no one can confirm it, but that all the versions of Wolverine <clears throat> will be in this one. So we're talking X, about X 23. Yeah. We're talking about X 23, but we're also talking about Wolverine from the first X-Men movies. We're talking about Wolverine from Logan. We're talking about Wolverine right. from the comics. Who else has been in project X? X 23 is a famous one. He is, um, aren't there other, aren't there other, Oh, is it? Wait, not how did what's old man Logan Psylocke. will be in it also apparently. Oh, I oh that kind of thing. Yeah. All right, but they're also bringing fun. in other people <clears throat> from the Marvel universe. So I've heard that Elektra will be in it. I've heard that potentially. Whoa! Um, yeah, she's reprising the role. Same actress. What was it going to be? Uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. Oh, I love. Yeah, she's in it. That like all these people are coming in. Trent it. Miller's Elektra is a thing of beauty. Apparently, like Fantastic Four will be in it. And don't you even say yeah, that. So I've been I've been reading about. <gasps> oh, but, I mean, all these things could turn out to be false. Michael Chiklis surprising his role as Ben Grimm. <laughs> I mean, well, you know it's weird. All <clears> you know, everyone. you know Chris Chris Evans was Johnny Storm. Yeah. That's pretty weird when you think <laughs> no, about it's it. All very weird. There's not that. I mean, I'm sure there's numerous BuzzFeed listicles about this all the people who've played more than one character in a marvel movie i feel like you've got to i feel like you've got to kind of commit to like if you're in marvel you're in marvel i don't want you going to marvel and dc well, but just another forth. way that <clears throat> the fan legacy of marvel's first family of comics has just been shredded over the yeah. years and i'll continue to say that until i'm until it's proven otherwise the best fantastic four movie ever made was the incredibles yeah i like that i can go along with that why not Honey, where's my super suit? <laughs> yeah. What do you yeah. need that for, dude? <clears throat> well, let's see what time is it. Yeah, we're getting pretty close. You know how far in we are? Um, we started minutes. about eight minutes late, so we're probably about 50 minutes 44. in. 44, 44. All right, I don't, you know what? That's probably actually plenty. I don't want to, I don't want to exert myself, but I got to figure out what's going on with my iOS text editing. Oh, you know what? Let me give you some, I'll give you a couple good videos. Just a couple good All videos. All right, now I have a product recommendation. Okay. Go for oh. you go first. It's just real quick. There's a TV show that I never used to watch because I had no interest in this TV show because I was not into computers. Okay. Right. But there's a TV show that was on, it's actually was shot just south of here down, down San Mateo way. Uh, called Computer Chronicles, hmm. and it was a uh, PBS syndicated show that was like a half hour show talking about like a topic each week about computers, usually you know consumer computer right, stuff. Sure. And of course, a lot of stuff about PCs and Windows, and um, I don't know, man. I've been watching a lot of these, and it's uh, ironically enough, I've been watching a bunch of them <clears throat> just kind of randomly, and then it's only really in the last few days that I started watching some Apple and Macintosh specific ones. And there's just a lot that are fun that really, for somebody like you and me, really brings back memories. It's just so fun to watch somebody use a Mac at that time. It, it really it takes me straight back to the feelings that I had at that time. So they have one <clears throat> from 1991 on System 7. It also talks about Aldous PageMaker, which was you know, a huge <laughs> app for me. I loved that app. I mean, from that from was 80s, my job in college. Eighty-eight. That was well, nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, we started. I Pinched had to learn to lay out a magazine at school. Well, and when I had the ninety-one, is like, 
well, actually, it was after that I had to learn Quark. I had to learn Quark finally because of bureaus not supporting PageMaker anymore. I had to learn Quark in 1995, mm -hmm. and I hated it. Mm -hmm. But um, that's one. Um, another one, this is the one, if you only watch one. Okay, here's a funny one. A funny one, um, it's like basically like a year of the Mac. Mm -hmm. It's 1985, and it's at... Macworld Expo at like in the Civic Center. Right. It's not even at, I don't think Moscone was even, I don't know if it was even built Moscone yet. Moscone didn't time. exist at that time? Probably not. It was probably, I think it's just the, not Memorial Opera House, oh. but at the big, probably the, the Civic Auditorium. Sure. Oh, but they but they had a really huge like ten foot high Mac that worked like with a screen. It was really <laughs> like cool. a real like a real Mac. I mean, it was like you know just a big TV, but right. it was cool. And then um, that's cool. Here's what I want to recommend though for for several reasons. They have one on HyperCard from 1987 right and if you know you know um that was when i got my mac in 1988 1988 i immediately lost myself in hypercard like it, i loved hypercard so much uh so this is one about hypercard but it includes an interview let me go pull this up and we'll get it actually historically correct it's got it's kevin kelly's in it for a minute which is pretty wild um, but it's got Bill, um, oh God, I'm sorry, Syracuse. Bill, what's his head? Uh, the guy who signed, uh, the inside of the Mac, Bill, you know, the guy, Bill, uh, computers in the arts. Let me pull this up. I'm spacing on his name. Bill Atkinson, Atkinson. I want to say. Bill Atkinson, um, is in it. And, but they also talked to a guy who's like, you know, writing a book about the Mac. It's just Computer Chronicles, Hypercard 1987. I'll put it in notes. If you are of a certain vintage, uh, it's pretty fun. I might've had this big, giant Hypercard book one of these giant hypercard mm -hmm. books because i used to buy giant books back before i bought o'reilly books before i bought i would buy q books remember q like q u e <clears throat> remember those giant ass books oh yeah um but these are really fun uh fun trip down memory lane and it's fun because at the time this would have been if i may say a pretty nerdy thing to be watching we're like you're gonna watch an episode that's just about laser writers or an episode that's just about Windows networking, or here's this 19, 1991 episode about Windows 3 and stuff like hmm. that. But it is, I don't know, there's something, I don't know, it's dorky, it's nostalgic, it's something, but it was an exciting time for computers. And I have to admit that even though I was quote unquote there for a lot of it, it really helps me to occasionally realign the timeline for things. Like remembering that like, I got a Mac after jobs have been gone for like, a couple three years i always forget about that how quickly jobs was out after the mac you know what i mean like only three years after the I mac think it was less out. than that was it <clears throat> i think i think he was out wasn't he out in like 86 or something i don't remember anyway, it was when, really fast but and then he went and started next next yeah but the whole timeline of this there's times that like and i've, I've talked to jason snell or jason, no, i'm sorry i should say jason snell and i have both mentioned this several times independently which is like the time that everybody thinks of as the darkest time for the mac which in some ways it was in retrospect it was a perilous time yeah the the um i guess scully era where like they were doing the clone stuff they were you know selling them at sears there were so it was just... many different versions of the mac that it was impossible to figure out which one you needed it, and why. It, it was none of them seemed particularly that distinguished but like i had a quadra and i had a quadra 800 mm -hmm. oh, that was from a work, classic work. classic mac i mean it's even syracuse wanted one of one of those mm -hmm. they were incredible mm -hmm. but you know the lcs were fine i mean you had an lc right yeah i had an lc, LC i had too. an se yeah mine was an se no hard drive first one but anyhow um but it does help realign that timeline a little bit and it's just it's fun sometimes to like 
just remember the times that felt so long. Oh, so anyway, the thing Snell and I have both said is like what a lot of people regard as this uh, like universally bad time for Apple. I was like, what are you talking about? Like that was the greatest time in the world for me. Like like 90, 90 in the late 80s, early 90s, that is through some accident of history, that's the time I used a Mac, and boy, was it ever the greatest thing in the world. Something kind of, I don't know, um, corny that I said the other night in linking to this, this particular HyperCard video, there was a certain kind of hope that you felt using a Mac when you were young. Yes, that's a great it was way to really, say it. It was actually exciting. And <clears throat> as much as like we like to make fun of ChatGPT, that's one reason ChatGPT is so appealing to me, is I can immediately see... I can immediately start to see things it can it can do for me that I've wanted for years. I can see things that I can learn quickly. But the part that's so intoxicating is you can easily imagine stuff that this can do that you just haven't figured out how to do yet. And the Mac really felt like that. And and I think part of it probably was, and this sounds like an old man thing, but like, you know how like young people like don't listen to albums and that's fine? Well, like if you bought an album and owned it, you had to get good at yeah. it. So. It's one of these where they talk about the introduction of Canvas, which was up until f before I got into freehand, Canvas was like absolutely my go-to mm -hmm. app because it was draw and paint modally in one app. Freehand, obviously, you're doing a different level. Like that's, but like in terms of the like descendants of Mac Paint, Mac Draw, uh, Canvas was just a, was a revelation. That modality. There's actually a palette where you would click to toggle between draw and paint. And, you know, going back and looking at that and then thinking about like, oh, my God, the amount of time that I use now up to date or the amount of time that I use quick keys or the amount of time that I used all these different things. Like that was just like really a handful of years and it felt like a decade. So if you ever want to like have a nice stroll down memory lane and you like dorky Mac stuff, you've ever wanted to make a backpack out of an SC, <laughs> go check out the Computer Chronicles. They have a channel on uh, YouTube. I love I love these old Macs. I still wish I had kept all of mine. Yeah. They're so cool. There was something know. about it that I know we have, but there was something <clears throat> just about it. It felt very, you know, you talk about the feeling hopeful. There's something kind of magical about the well, original. Well, you know, Max. something I've, <clears throat> pardon me, I'm still getting over this. Something I've always had a hard time articulating, and, and I might remember this wrong. I'm sure Syracuse would be happy to correct me. But I'll tell you what I really remember is, okay, if you were on system six, like a six got mature mm -hmm. into like say 607 mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And there's always the odd numbered ones that were the best. Um, they, it was, here's the thing. Your Mac was either working super well or it crashed. Like everything was so goddamn fast. Changing like a window, click to go to another window. Like anything you want, everything you're doing, like it's tuck tuck and it happened immediately. And that's one of the things I found so concerning about the OS X beta right. when it came yeah. out in 2001 was like, I feel like I'm I'm swimming in a drawing of molasses. Like what is, what is happening? Why does everything look like a photo? And oh, it was all so gross. I mean, and of course at the time, System 9 was so gaudy. I mean, I think I had a cyberpunk look or a uh, steampunk mm -hmm. look at one point because mm -hmm. of the theme managers and anyways, but like it was it just it felt you really had your hands on your tools and it really it felt so responsive and like and in the sort of the Syracuse way of like I if I put a window here it stays here I know what this thing does I just had such a good relationship with my Mac and I, I I'm not gonna sit here and say like things didn't get better because protected memory alone Wow I mean we've come a long way baby <laughs> but there was something really special about having a Mac in my room where I could just, I could make a database, I could make 
hypercard. Mm -hmm. I could, you know, do corrections to a paper, like whatever it was, all without internet. And in that case, all without a printer. I would take that disc to the place where we had a printer. Actually, you know, when I got a Mac, I, I lied. I, I did get an image writer when I got a, a Mac. But, you know, but if you wanted to print it out nice, you'd go to the laser writer room. I was a New York man and later a Palatino man. Not Times. Times was too small. Too small. I want a good font that doesn't whiff off in your hands. <laughs> uh, so go check out um, <coughs> Computer Chronicles and whatnot. I'll, I'm going to keep looking for a text editor for iOS. Right. Tell me what you I've find. watched how the Empire State Building was built. That was incredible. Cool. Um, and then I think that's most, I've learned a lot about DC3s. Okay, I think, I think that's it for this okay, week. Okay, you feel is, good is, about it. You got it. anything else, Dan? No. I feel pretty good about it. Do you feel good about yeah, it? I don't have anything else. <clears throat> okay, let's button this up. All right. Okay, I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.